Welcome back, welcome back. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Miscellaneous Debris Podcast with me, your host, the Mad Chatter, Ryan M. K. That's right. Don't forget to follow me on the Twitter and the gram at RMK Madness. That's right. Welcome back, and thank you for joining me. I hope all of you madcaps had a wonderful weekend. Mine was pretty good. Pretty good. I'm not going to lie. I did a lot of stoned hockey, meaning I was watching a lot of hockey whilst smoking a lot of weed this weekend. <laughs> because I'm, I'm a puckhead. And the NHL return to play has been fantastic. Of all the sports, I think I've missed fans the least in the NHL, which is weird, because I thought it'd be weird not to have the fans right there pounding on the fucking glass. But it's not been too bad. It's kind of a distraction at the basketball game. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I don't mind it at all at hockey. And they've got some, you know, pumped-in crowd noise to kind of give it the thrill. There's a couple of times I noticed that where I'm into, really into the game and I hear the crowd noise, I'm like, yeah, it's getting fucking tense. And I'm like, wait, wait, it's not even real fucking fans right there. <laughs> but hockey's been a lot of fun. I hope it's gotten some new fans through this because, you know, a lot of people dying for some sports. And uh, NHL's been awesome. Now, the NBA playoffs officially start today. So that's exciting, right? That's pretty cool. I'm excited for that. But see, when the NBA came back, they just kind of came back to doing like regular season games to finish it out and, 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 and you know, f- deal with the seedings for the playoffs and things like that. Whereas the NHL, they were like, no, regular season game. No, fuck that. No, what we're going to do, we're going to have a qualifying round for the bottom half of the playoff teams and the top half of the playoff teams, well, they're going to do round-robin tournaments to decide their seeding. So much more exciting than just coming back and playing, having all the teams play some more regular season games. And I know President Trump has pointed out, yeah, it's the kneeling and stuff, yeah, that's why. It's the nasty people, the NBA. The NBA, the nasty people. They do the kneeling. The kneeling. They need to stand for the anthem for the flag, and they don't. So the ratings are down because they're nasty. Once again, I'm very aware my Trump impersonation is atrocious. Which is exactly why I continue to do it. <sighs> but anyway. No, the, the NBA ratings are only down slightly. And that's because it's, it's just been blah. But, but, I mean, in my opinion, that's what I think it is. It's not been that exciting. You've had players sitting out and teams locking them. It's very much just like regular season. Playoffs. Let's go, baby. Now the ratings will go up. But hockey, that's been good the whole time. It's been fun. And man, I just was fucking enjoying blazing and watching some puck this weekend. I also did some video gaming. Did a little bit of gaming. It's been a minute. I mean, I've been playing Jurassic World with the six-year-old. And then recently... The three-year-old has been playing with the six-year-old and getting somewhat competent. So we actually played some three-person 
Minecraft Dungeons yesterday, which was a blast. You have to kind of instruct the three-year-old, come on, come on, Renly, let's go, this way. <laughs> but it was fun. But then I got a, a little bit into the adult gaming, my kind of games. Got a little into Hunt Showdown and PUBG. It's been a minute. It was kind of fun, but I'm not very good. I was never spectacular to begin with. And given I haven't played a lot as of late, uh, it was rough, <laughs> to say the least. You know, particularly right now, you got to figure plenty of people have been playing a lot more. I've been using my free time, my spare time in other ways. You know, writing, podcasting, etc. But a lot of people just been gaming. So it's even worse than before because I'm not as good as I was and I wasn't spectacular to begin with, as I, as I mentioned. <laughs> and now I'm playing against people that are probably better than they were. It's a bad situation. <sighs> probably why I don't do it. If I played more, I'd get better. But it just, it's fun every once in a while. I got to find a game that I can play every once in a while where I'm not going to get my ass kicked. Because I just don't have it in me to play enough video games to be that awesome to where I can play these games where I have to play against all these people who could be from 15 years old to 45 years old and they're just fucking gaming all the time. I have no chance against these people. But it is what it is. It is what it is. Other than that, uh, my mother stepped by. Yes, she stopped by. She's still here. Visiting the children's. And she, uh, one of the days, brought my brother along. I got to see one of my younger brothers. It's been a minute. He's kind of got some stuffs going on, so don't see a whole lot of him, even though he lives here. Yeah, just one of those situations. Someone's struggling. But uh, not a lot you can do till they're more willing to help themselves, you know? And so we wait. But it was great to see him. He's a good dude. You know, just in one of those spots. I mean, everybody's struggling in one way or another right now, right? Well, most of us. I mean, I'm sure there's a section of the country that thinks they're struggling because my freedom's being limited. But I think they're fine. I just read this article about yeah, a great thing you can do, or it was, the, no, sorry, I, I took that wrong approach. <laughs> it was basically an article, what people are doing for home additions during the pandemic, like the big thing. And that's getting like an outside mini office made for yourself. And it's crazy. It's crazy. And they're awesome, really. And I'm like, I want one of those. I can't afford that shit. Who are all these people? Yeah, it must be nice. Trapped home in a pandemic, working at home, and you're like, oh, man, this is just so rough. I need to build an office in my backyard. <laughs> like, okay. I mean, it looks sweet. Awesome. If you got the money, good for you. But uh, I imagine I could pay the rest of my lease's rent. <laughs> Whatever I have left, I imagine I could pay that with what it costs to build one of those things. So yeah, not everyone's struggling. <laughs> but there's certain, certainly enough of us. And it doesn't help with the state the fucking country's in. 
I mean, just everything. Protesters and counter-protesters continue to clash. I mean, in, in several states. Of course, there's police. I saw a pic of this alt-right dude. The fucking AK fist-bumping with a cop. And maybe it was no big deal. Because pictures can be misleading. But I've seen a lot of videos over the past couple of months of cops throwing up white power symbols and, you know, just in general being more gracious towards the counter-protesters than the peaceful protesters. And there's, you know, the label out there that they're just a bunch of rioters and troublemakers, and for sure there are some in there. And even those people, me personally, I understand why some people would be offended by I. I guess I'm not. If you look throughout the history, there are plenty of examples of things like violence and destruction being needed to create change for oppressed peoples. Because those in power... They're empowered. I mean, they're not going to change unless they're forced to. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I can understand the need for wanting to approach this peacefully. But I also feel like there is room for a small faction to want to approach this differently. Just because I, look. As a white dude, I see this shit. And you know what? Life ain't been rough. Life ain't been nice to me. I'm not some rich dude. And granted, I have tattoos and piercings, and that plays a stereotype to where I, I get judgment thrown my way. But when it comes down to it, none of this, I've, none of what have I, I've experienced has been because of my skin color. In fact, there's probably a few situations you know, shitty situations for me that would have been made much shittier had I not been a white male. There is a privilege to that. Even for me, in my case. <laughs> the poor white dude with tattoos and piercings, even me. I get that privilege more than most. And so to see the acts of some, some of my fe fellow white males, it bothers me. And it pisses me off. And I see these dudes like these proud boys in Kalamazoo, Michigan, and I'm just like, remember that, that last episode when I was talking about Civil War and are we kind of in the midst of it? This seems like it to me. It's shit right here. It was, it was just not too long ago where you had counter-protesters come over and start shit with the protesters, and then there was a bunch of, of the protesters that were detained by the police. And I know a lot of this, the police got to feel like they're being attacked. And these, you know, good old boys, they're out here saying, back the blue, which I, I find hilarious. That their, their whole mentality of their right for their Second Amendment is, in case 
an authority figure in case the government wants to try and use the government against the people. That's what they're doing. The government's being um, Trump. What has he been doing? His little, you know, military police that he's sending into these democratic cities. And <laughs> that's exactly the kind of shit these people used to rage against and now they're backing the blue. And that just shows you where their allegiance lies. It's not for the Constitution. No. It's for their own agenda and beliefs. Because if it was for the Constitution, they wouldn't like, whether they agreed with the protesters or not, they wouldn't like how the protesters were being treated. Because the government is overstepping their bounds with that. The police, the military, overstepping their bounds. Overstepping what they're supposed to do. They're crossing the line. And if you're backing it, you truly can't believe in the Constitution then. So fuck off. <laughs> See, I'm very much a person that... I, I'm all for it to each their own. My wife is a Christian. I'm very much... I would say agnostic, even though that gets made fun of because people are like, oh, it's so wishy-washy. But hey, who's to say? I'm not going to sit here and put myself to one of the many religions. That's just not me. I don't believe in that way. But I don't have a problem if you do, unless it gets to a point where you're hurting others. I, I just, it's a to each their own philosophy. Unless... You're hurting others or suppressing people or shit. It's down, just downright evil. <laughs> Such as racism, because that needs to die. I'm sorry. You're never going to convince me or the majority of the fucking world. And I understand this is not just an American problem. Uh, but it's extremely prevalent here in America. Racism. And it needs to die. Because I don't care what kind of person you are. If you're sitting there saying N-word and get out of my country and things like that, you can kiss my ass. Because white people fail to forget we took this land. We took this land. This was not even originally ours. And it's very hypocritical, in my opinion, to sit here and tell others to leave <laughs> because of what they believe in. I just... <sighs> COVID's still raging. And minorities in particular are affected by this shit, whether it's because of living conditions, because of having to be out in the workforce, if it's because problems with medical insurance, etc., etc. And they're finding it does affect kids. Because now that you're seeing lots of kids being put together, you're seeing that they do transmit it. Some do get sick. Because they're wondering exactly what is... The problem with all of this that people don't seem to get is that we don't know enough about this shit. So people keep saying, yeah, everything's fine. We can But we don't, we don't know enough about it. We don't know how much it transmits through kids and all of that. And people keep wanting to say, hey, not that many people die, but people still die. Do we not care about the people dying? Should we not be trying to save everyone instead of just saying, hey, let's continue on with our lives. Not that many people will die. 
and I'm sorry, more dangerous than the flu. And if you happen to get sick by this, you're going to get way more sick than the flu. Or you can, at least. The symptoms vary. You know what also varies? How you feel after you're over this. Some people take a long time to get through the COVID sickness. Some people get it really bad. Obviously, some people die. But there's also, with some, lasting consequences. There's a couple of college football players that had it that are now having heart issues. And scientists are even trying, starting to wonder now if, yes, it's spread virally, it, but is it truly respiratory disease? Because it's attacking cells, sabotaging the immune system. It's causing clots, therefore heart issues, all this stuff. <laughs> like, we don't know. <laughs> we fucking don't know. We don't know. People out here talking like they know. Like, I love Twitter and all the all the assholes on there. Like, yeah, it's, it's fine. It's all this. And I'm like, oh, my good God. And not only that, people continually forget that this is a virus and all viruses mutate. And as it continues to mutate, it could get worse. It could change. It could get... Who knows? We don't know. <laughs> like, that's, that's the problem. We don't have a vaccine. And we don't know enough about it. We're still collecting information on this. So we have to be as safe as possible. But people are ignoring that. There's a really good article in, o Rolling, in the Rolling Stone that I came upon. Just discussing the different ways that America is really kind of unraveling. And it's, it's a really good read, but it's kind of insane because it's on point. There's an aspect to this where we've become so individualistic as a society that we've come to neglect the idea of being all together. Like the article goes into all the feats that America accomplished and like what we did in World War II and, and you know, some of, some of the things where like you just looked and you said, man, America. But it... it it's become, it's gotten to a point where so many people care about themselves, where, I mean, you look at it, and America is one of the richest countries. And yet, most of the wealth is concentrated at the top. And too many people think if you want it to be spread more around, that you're getting into all these different ideals like communism, socialism. And the problem is people don't really get it. I mean, Trump talks about how the election, we could have so many problems with the election and we'll be the laughing stock of the world. We already are. People look at us as this, see America as this, right now, this is how the rest of the world sees us, as this once great country that has just been unraveled. And we've shown our true colors. And in a way, they're right. 
because we've seen a large section of this country come out of the woodworks and profess their racism and, you know, pride for everything they believe in. And now they've got the president who gives them the confidence to do so. Really good Rolling Stone article. I highly suggest you check it out. The Unraveling of America by anthropologist Wade Davis. It's pretty interesting. And it's pretty spot on. And we continue with Trump making just fucking awful decision after awful, awful decision. His new doctor, Scott Atlas. Who is not even really in virology, from what I understand. <laughs> and he says all the people who are low risk shouldn't worry about it. They should just, you know, get sick. Yeah. Because lockdown prevents herd immunity. But how many other scientists and doctors have talked about, have questions herd immunity with this? Because there's a few things with this, and that's one. This shit gets people, can get people really sick. Like I mentioned, the after effects, the heart issues, anything else. And, 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 and now people are saying you can get it more than once. I mean, again, we don't know enough. And they're starting to talk like the numbers have went down, but Trump's been pushing for weeks to slow the testing. And the testing has been slowed in some areas. And that's got to contribute to the numbers going down. Because they can't be going down that much. Because there's plenty of schools reopening and lots of shit coming from that. I mean, even Republican Mitt Romney, even he is like, yeah, there's there's no way to put a positive spin on all of this, on, on how we've done. <laughs> right. But Trump tries. Just like he's trying to suppress voters. Came out and said he opposed Postal Service funding, and admitted it'd kill mail-in ballots, or mail-in voting. I don't get how you can be, I mean, and it's funny, his supporters probably love this shit, even though, once again, he's attacking the Constitution, essentially. And if you don't think so, if, you, if you're one of those who just says, just get your ass out there and vote, what if it's someone who's high risk? I mean, that's what you've been telling people, right? Hey, if you're not high risk, just get out there. If you're high risk, just stay the fuck home. Okay. So if you're high risk, you want to stay the fuck home, how are you going to vote? Any, any method that decreases people's way to vote, that's undemocratic. I'm sorry. It's unconstitutional. I don't want to hear they don't make or they keep losing money. How much money <laughs> does the military make for us? How much does it cost us? Once again, I'll point to the military and how fucking decked out they were to handle peaceful protesters. Yet, our doctors and nurses and hospitals need shit Need supplies fucking airlifted in from China to fight a pandemic. Are you fucking kidding me? These are marks of fascism. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Learn history. 
do better research. It's crazy more people don't see it. So Pelosi and the House committee, they're going to call an emergency meeting. And they want Postmaster DeJoy to testify. We'll see if that fucking happens. He should. But I could see him finding a way to get out of it or Trump helping him. And so they're trying. They're going to try, it seems. It does feel like sometimes the Democrats, there's a lot more shit they could be doing to combat this motherfucker, but whatever. The Republicans certainly made things quite difficult for Obama in certain ways, I remember. And again, I don't give a fuck about the parties. I'm independent. I look at the best candidate. And again, yeah, I tend to lean more towards liberal and democratic and left ideals. But... I'm pretty objective, and all I can say is, to me, this all looks, like, pretty simple. You gotta want to be fascists in the White House. Time to get them out. <laughs> that's, that's really all there is to it. But you do see, you know, aside from that, you see some other people trying to do some good stuff for the, for the voting, like, there are people out there on Twitter, especially, trying to give out information of, hey, if you're worried about the mail, here's places you can go, you can do, um, early voting, you know, you can get your ballots in the mail and then fill them out and then just go drop them off. And even though they're going to try, they're, they've been removing <laughs> drop boxes everywhere, which is bullshit. So, yeah, just if you really need to, look into ways of how you can make sure to vote. Because we have to vote. If you live in Los Angeles, I hear LeBron, James, and the Dodgers, they're coming together so that they can get a voting system, a polling system, a polling place in the stadium so that people can go vote. So, you know, there's lots of different ways. We're going to find a way to do this, but we got, I'm sorry. If you still support him after all this, you're either super ignorant and don't see what's going on, or you truly support everything he's doing, which says to me, you're an asshole and a loser. Because that means you're one of those that waves that Confederate flag, that loser flag, or the Nazi shit. Oh, also losers. KKK, also losers. Look at all these fucking losers. And you see these fucking groups out there. And how many of them do they have? How many How many you see in this girl? 50 at most? How many motherfuckers are protesting in the streets? Yeah. Thousands. Mm, mm, yeah. So we need to get them out. <laughs> because again, I've voted for both sides. I don't give a fuck which color you represent, which animal you represent. I think the two-party system is stupid again and again, and I will say it again and again. But if I'm going to vote, I'm going to pick the one. Uh, and I very much use the cliche, the lesser of two evils. And fuck, man, we currently have a wannabe fascist in the White House. It's not hard to see. Gotta get him out. Gotta get him out. It's time. It's time. It's been too long already. <laughs> All right, I'm going to take a quick break, quick break, and then we're going to come back and do a little more chatting. I have an interesting 
interesting topic I want to get into. I'm trying to lighten it up this week because I know I've been very politic and COVID and Trump-centric as of late. But it's the world we live in right now. It's what's going on. Can't avoid it. Can't ignore it. And it's important to pay attention to. So I continue to run my mouth about it all. But we'll take a little break from that to get into something different. So quick break, little breather, and we'll be right back. You suck, you duckass. No! Yes. Oh, goodness. What a Monday. What a Monday. Happy basketball playoffs are starting. I'm excited for more hockey. Because I definitely need to give my brain little tiny breaks from all the insanity going on. It's one of the most, it's certainly the most abnormal part of my lifetime as far as, you know, what's going on in the world, the country. And in the midst of this insanity, this abnormalness, I wanted to chat some paranormalness. If that's a if that's a word, probably not. But I did. I wanted to chat some uh, paranormal, you know, stuff because I really get into, as I've said before, you know, you know me. If you've listened, I like the UFO stuff and the aliens and all that. But I get into anything paranormal, and I've been a believer in ghosts ever since I was young. But I've always wondered, what are they? You know, because I'm not a religious person, so. You know, some would say heaven and hell, and maybe this these ghosts are spirits caught in between, in, in like purgatory. Some wonder if it's possibly remnants of people from another dimension. And it's, it's hard to tell because, obviously, nobody knows what happens when we die. <laughs> and, you know, I've long thought that it's likely probably nothing. But I always consider that, you know, there is this, like, spark in us. There's an electricity to us. There is something in us that it just feels like there's more than just this human form, right? Now, maybe spirits are part of this, you know... Because when when you see, like, ghost stuff in videos and things like that, and if you watch any, like, ghost hunter, ghost, ghost adventures, you see lots of videos in the little orbs, the little light, the, you know, they just fly around. The anomalies. And, you know, that almost to me just, just feels like, you know, if you if you pass and, you know, all that energy leaves you, would it be something like that, like a little orb? And then... Is, is there times when it collects enough energy that it can almost manifest and project, like, your physical image? I don't know. Interesting stuff to think about. But I definitely think there's something to it. Again, I'm not going to sit here and say, I know oftentimes I'm like, I don't know, for sure. <laughs> People are like, that seems so wishy-washy, but it, I like to question things. And I do like to come up with theories and things like that. But I'm also very careful not to say this is exactly how, because I don't know. And I don't like, personally, 
to claim that I know shit that I don't really know. (laughs) And I have no idea exactly what ghosts are, so I'm not going to claim that I do. But I like to think about it, and I like to talk about it. I've had very few incidents personally, but there's been a lot that I've heard of from, you know, close people to me. But my incidents, oh, well, I remember one of them, a specific one. I think it was my first experience. And I remember that we were staying at my grandma's house. It was me, my brothers, a couple of her cousins. And we were sleeping on the living room in her, um, on the floor in her living room. And next to the living room was a hallway. And you went down the hallway and straight away was a door to the bathroom. To the left was a door to my grandma's room. To the right was a door to my dad's room. And every night, Every night, obviously, the doors would be closed. The bathroom door always stayed open. So we're camping out on my grandma's living room floor. And grandma, dad, they had gone to bed. Their doors were closed. And we're winding down, starting to get quiet. The giggling is over. And next thing you know, we hear someone peeing in the bathroom. Which was unusual because my grandma, my dad, if they had been peeing, surely they would have turned on the light and shut the door, as per usual. We were all accounted for. And we all got nervous. So I shushed them all. I was the oldest. And we sat there and we listened. We figured if there was somebody in there, we'd hear them come out. We'd hear... One of the doors opened to the bedrooms, and that would be that. We heard nothing. We waited and waited. Finally, one of my cousins was like, go check it out. (laughs) Nope. I did not. But that was one of my experiences. And it was a little creepy because, obviously, we felt like had someone came out to go to the bathroom, we would have heard it, we would have known. And when the ping was done, if someone had come out of the bathroom... We would have heard it. We've been creaky old floor shit like that. Like it was as if someone was air dropped into the bathroom to pee and then air lifted out. So very, very weird. I've also had, I used to have this apartment, this little tiny apartment in this downtown um, area in a little town called Fort Dodge, Iowa. Dirty Dodge. <laughs> this is where I, when I, Decided to try once one last time to end my alcoholism or to attempt my make one last attempt at sobriety because you never really truly end alcoholism and that always kind of stays with you. But my last attempt, I went to a treatment center in Fort Dodge and then ended up staying there and that didn't last long either. I had to get the hell out of there, but <laughs> it was a good spot because of the treatment center and some of the meetings and stuff they had around there. It was a good spot for me at that point in time. But I lived in this little apartment in this downtown area. And I used to have, while I would be, well, I used to have, every once in a while, dudes from AA would stay over. I would have my son over on occasional weekends. So I did a lot of, like, letting people, other people sleep in my bed. And part of that was, yeah, I'm a nice guy. (laughs) Part of that was also that uh, I kind of liked 
sleeping on the couch. I don't know what it was. Something about just being able to kind of lean up on the back of the couch, you, you know, and feels like you're sleeping next to somebody. <laughs> so I, I, I did a lot of sleeping on the couch, but it, it started to get weird because it never happened to me in the, in the bedroom when I slept in the bedroom. It was only when I slept in the couch. But I would be laying there in the morning like you're just on the verge of waking up. And this happened several times, and I would just hear voices. Ryan. And sometimes they would say other stuff. I can't remember any, but it was the strangest shit. And I would have times where I was sitting there like, you know, when you actually do wake up, but you're like, I can't fucking get out of bed yet. And you're fucking out of it. And you're like, come on, we got to get up. We got And you're trying to convince yourself to move. You're trying to find the motivation because it's time to get up for the day. But no, you just lay there. <laughs> and I would lay there and I'd hear it. And so I know this was, you know, not dreams and shit. Something weird. Or I'm going crazy. Or I'm a, yeah, because I'm a little crazy. Maybe that's just what it is. Maybe I'm just crazy. So those were some of my incidents. And I heard a lot of stuff from my father because he had a large family. So oftentimes they were getting these big houses and a lot of times they, they ended up in some pretty spooky places. One house he had, there was in the basement a little hole in the ground. Now it wasn't big enough for a person to go down, but it was a hole. And my dad said they would pick up heavy rocks and stuff and, and drop them down there. And they would never hear anything hit. And it terrified them because they wondered, how far does that go down? <laughs> does it go all the way to hell? They had another house where they would constantly hear noises in, like, the upstairs, on the stairs. And one night... They have one of the cousins over for a sleepover. So there's a couple people downstairs on the couch, which is right at the foot of the stairs, the living room area. And then there's a couple of bedrooms right at the top of the stairs. And one night there's a very loud banging and rolling, loud noises, just as though someone fell down the stairs. It was very loud. Woke up damn near the entire house. Instantly, the kids upstairs were out of their bedrooms at the top of the stairs. Instantly, the, the cousins who were on the couch at the bottom of the stairs were up at the sound of the noise and flipped the light switch on. Nothing. Nothing there. Nothing at all. So where did this fucking sound come from? It's crazy. My youngest brother, Tyson, he had this ex-girlfriend that she, uh, her house was pretty haunted. And they called the ghost George. But apparently they would like bang on pipes and stuff and walls and just crazy shit like that. So I heard and seen a lot of stuff. My wife and I, we also watch a lot of ghost adventures, which I know, <laughs> somewhat lame. I really like the show. I just find Zach, the lead dude, to be a bit douchey. Mm -hmm. 
but I do love the show. Well, I like some of the other guys, man. They're funny. <laughs> and and don't get me wrong. I'm aware there's got to be exaggerations and all of that to the show. They can't find good stuff everywhere they go. But I do think there is a lot of valid da- data and, and, and video and things like that, that evidence that they collect. And they've got a lot of cool nifty devices to help them, which I, I really appreciate. I like the cool devices. So, you know, I do believe there's something to this phenomenon. But again, I don't fucking know. <laughs> but I wanted to run through some of the top paranormal like sites. Because a lot of haunted sites really are places of like tragedy, you know. Prisons, asylums, hospitals, war sites. And so you get these places where, you know, there's mass death, a lot of tragedy, a lot of anger maybe. And it seems to create a lot of this phenomena, you know. And that makes me wonder, what is it about that kind of stuff that brings it out so much? You know what I mean? Or... Is there more positive spirits and more positive phenomenon pertaining to the paranormal that we aren't experiencing because we aren't looking in the right places? I don't know. I don't know. But some good places to start, you look at uh, some of the prisons and the penitentiaries, like Eastern State Penitentiary in Philadelphia. Now, this was the first place to enact solitary confinement. Okay? So, a lot of people lost their damn minds in this place. A lot of people suffered. A lot of people died. Here, uh, many apparitions can be seen. There's some that say it's almost as if the prisoners took it back after it closed down. The Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum, and there's another one, asylums like prisons and hospitals. You get just all these people crammed into a spot, sick, mentally ill, etc., etc., angry, like in prison systems. You, and you get all these people in this small area with all these things going on and death and everything, and it's almost like a perfect cocktail to produce hauntings and, and, and paranormal phenomenon. In the Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum, hundreds died while it was open. And they're now presumed to roam the halls. This is another place where you can see lots of apparitions. The Shanghai Tunnels in Oregon. Now, according to legend, local saloon patrons, they, you know, in, this was in Portland, so they, had, they would have these, all these saloons, and these patrons would get kind of duped into going into rooms, and then... With, with trap doors. They were dropped into these tunnels. Right? And, and then they were kept down there. And some of them died. Some of them were taken all the way to the water. Where they were sold as slaves, basically. Unpaid workers. Slaves. It's crazy. 
and it said those tunnels are haunted. You can hear the voices and screams and all the stuff of the people who died down there. But it's insane that they, you know, basically get these dudes drunk and then trick them into getting into an area where there's a trap door and then drop them into these dark tunnels. Like, what the fuck? <sighs> the Lizzie Bourdain house. That's another good one. It's in Massachusetts. It's now a museum and a bed and breakfast. And which seems kind of lame, but it's supposed to be pretty spooky. And the story in itself is just crazy that Andrew and Abby Bourdain, Borden, sorry. I always want to go Bourdain. I know, I know. But they were found just beaten beyond recognition. And the prime suspect was their youngest daughter, Lizzie. And she was never charged. No one was ever charged in the murder. So that's an interesting place people like to go to. But some of my favorites actually pertain to a couple of my homes. Because the Villisca Axe Murder House is in Villisca, Iowa. Not too far from where I lived in Iowa. And this story is crazy. So... I can't even remember that I didn't write down the fucking name of the people. But the parents, there's two parents, uh, obviously. It's a family. The parents and their four children. And then they also had this particular evening two neighbor kids overstaying the night. Somebody went through their house during the middle of the night and murdered all of them with an axe. The murderer was never caught. And... If you go there, you can see an apparition of a man with an axe. That's something people have seen. Uh, kids crying. People hear kids crying. And there's lots of other paraphernalia. You know, you, you get the opening of doors and things like that. A big one is there's this red ball in one of the kids' rooms. You can see there. there's lots of videos of that moving around by itself. And it's crazy. You can stay the, You can actually go there and stay the night there. I wanted to so bad. It was something I wanted to do. It's expensive. It's expensive. And you can have up to so many people. So definitely something where you got to get enough people together to do it so you can split the cost. And, yeah, just never happens. So sometime, someday, I am going to go stay in that fucking house. But uh, I did not get to do it while I lived in Iowa. And then the last one is the Stanley Hotel here in Colorado up in Estes Park. Everybody knows, you know, the the famous movie, The Shining. This is where The Shining was uh, filmed. And part of Stephen King's motivation with this, with that story, was actually because of the actual story behind the hotel. Because the, the Stanleys, they opened it in 1909. And people say they never left. Because... They believe the Stanleys are still there and haunting the place. And people have reported unpacked bags, lights going on and off, children laughing, apparitions, doors opened and closed. So, a very interesting place to check out. Very much. Yes, yes, yes. And again, an inspiration to Stephen King, whom I love. And, by the way, is a fantastic Twitter follower, or follow, <laughs> He's a tr fantastic follow on Twitter, if you don't already. And, of course, The Shining. Love, gotta love The Shining. So that is my top 
paranormal sites slash stories, whatever you want to say, my top paranormal stuffs that I like to look And there's some, good other, there's some other good stuff. Don't get me wrong. But uh, those were some of my favorites, especially from, you know, seeing some, like, the, the ghost adventures on Velis- the Velisca Axe Murder House. That's a really good one. It's a really good one. There is some crazy stuff that happens out there in the world. And not just, you know, in the reality of what we experience with our day-to-day lives and all the important issues that go on, but everywhere. I mean, weird shit happens. The paranormal. UFOs. I mean, there is more to reality than we know. And to me, that's why it's so important as a peoples, we should all be so much more open to looking out for each other and everything. And that's one of the things that was really pointed out in that Rolling Stone article, was that we've become too individualistic. We care far less about each other, and that's a problem. We get so much further if we cared for another one another and watched out for each other more. If we weren't so divided. <sighs> Maybe we get there someday. I don't know. <laughs> Tell you what, I just may move north if we get another four years of Trumper. <laughs> Canada kind of seems like they got their shit together right now. So, yeah. <laughs> but all right, all right. I've rambled long enough on ghosts, paranormal, and all my shit. So let's just go ahead, take a quick break, and then we're going to come back, pack this shit up, and wrap it up and close up shop and all those great, wonderful, stupid cliches. <laughs> oh. Get to the chopper. I know, get to the top. I don't know why. That just popped in my head. I looked over, honestly, at my phone and saw my my sound effects and it just my hand just went to just went right out to. <laughs> okay. Quick breather. We'll be back. That's right. Game over, pot over. Pot over, man. Pot over. Pot over. We'll get out of here in a sec. But speaking of the strange and paranormal, I did want to give one more reminder of the Skinwalker Ranch. I know I've talked about this plenty of times. I had one podcast episode really kind of, what's the word I'm fucking looking for? Brain fart. I, it was all about it. It was all about Skinwalker Ranch. <laughs> I can't think of the word I'm looking for. But, it, you know, it's a very interesting one because it has bits of the UFO phenomena and the paranormal phenomenon. Catamulations, lights in the sky, strange things happening in the buildings at the ranch, creature sightings, crop circles. The government's investigated. Scientists that have been investigated there have saw strange things like creatures, like a creature exiting a portal. One of the scientists said he literally saw like a a portal midair, what looked like a portal or something midair, horizontal, and something, a creature crawling out of it. It's fucking insane. And these are credible people saying they saw this shit. There's more to reality, people. I'm telling you. So The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch, it's not a bad show to check out. It's on the History Channel. I think, at least on my shit, it's it, it's free on demand to watch it. So 
if you can binge it. It's a good stuff. But I also really like the Skinwalker Ranch doc by Jeremy Corbell, which is on Netflix or Hulu, maybe both of them. But that's a really good one, too. So I would check that out. As well as, you know, while we're on the UFO subject, Unidentified. I got a little caught up on that. They had some good stuff with the episodes recently with investigating stuff in, like, Central South America. And lots of lots of sightings there with, like, orbs. These crazy orbs and shit. And they're all, like, similar. The different, you know, pictures and videos they have from different countries, even. And it's almost the same fucking thing. It's crazy. Another one talking about, like, pilot sightings. That one's really, because see, to me, pilot sightings are always interesting because they're hard to discredit. It's hard to say to a pilot, that was just a weather balloon. Or that was just this weather phenomenon. (laughs) Because they're trained to notice shit in the sky. They are trained observers. They know what is normal in the sky and what is not. So pilots, to me, are the most credible of people when it comes to sightings. And the UFO stuff, hey, shit, it's not going away. The government's being more open. Now, maybe some of this shit is a distraction. You know, who knows? Who knows what the what the motivation behind it is? But they certainly are seeming to be a little more open. And part of that may be the push of some of the guys like that Lou Elizondo and, you know, from this... Uh, this fucking unidentified show. Sorry. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so, you know, they're putting a lot of pressure. They want this shit out there. And I think it's good. I think it's good. So we'll see. I think disclosure, everybody expects this big, you know, I think a lot of UFO people expect just this big, like, avalanche of information to come out for disclosure. But... It, it, it seems to me that it could be much more like a trickle, just a bit at a time, which would suck. But it is what it is. It is what it is. You know what I mean? All right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Okay. Okay. Everybody, don't forget, NBA playoffs start today. Make sure to watch. NHL awesomeness continues, so watch that. I love it. And honestly, I'm ramping up on Insta and, and and all that stuff. That stuff is coming. I finally have gotten in touch with the person who's been working on my logo. He's damn near finished. We're getting the details worked out. So I'm going to have that shit coming finally. Okay. As always, have a great weekend, everybody. Don't forget to check out all of my content on Twitter at RMK Madness. Again, I'll get I'll get the gram wrapping up here before long. And just make sure, everyone, you have a great weekend. Much love to you all. Don't forget, stay safe, stay vigilant, stay mad. Mm, don't forget.